Hello, everyone. I'm so glad you can join us today at Empowering Life Ministries podcast. I'm Daryl Barber, and I'll be your host today. Uh, I want to remind you, if you would, uh, to please give us a rating on the podcast. If you would, this will help us to enlarge our audience and listeners. And uh, Donna and I are so glad that uh, you're listening in. Really pray that you're receiving something from this. Um, I'm in the book of Romans where I'm at, and I've been sharing uh, the first chapter of Romans, we've got through the first verse uh, in probably our first few podcasts, and now we're going from uh, down all the way down to verse 6, so we're moving at the <laughs> speed of sound. <laughs> but anyway, I hope you're enjoying it, hope you're getting something out of it. We got down into last week uh, talking about the gospel of the Son. We've looked into in the last uh, few weeks the gospel. Um, I'm sorry, the last few podcasts, the gospel of Christ. Looking at the many different aspects of the gospel that we preach, uh, the gospel of Christ. We've looked at the gospel of salvation, the gospel of the grace of God, the gospel of the kingdom, and I'm gonna. There's a lot more uh, aspects of these, but just for the sake of time, I'm finishing with the gospel of the Son. And in that, I've just really been looking at some things, uh, just preparing for today's podcast. Uh, we've been reading a lot of scripture. I'm going to try not to read as much today, but I do want to share a few things with you. Uh, just thinking about Paul's uh, approach to the church here in Rome and his letter uh, to them, I got to thinking about, you know, this is a people, this is not a Jewish people. These are Gentiles uh, that have or hearing, really, the gospel message of Jesus Christ. And I'm I'm looking at his approach about what he thought was the most important way and, and the important thing to share with them. And I'm amazed in, in the verse, uh, in the scripture here, uh, about the first thing he goes to, because really the gospel of his son, the good news of his son, is what he wants to get them to understand. Uh, you know, a lot of times I think if if we don't really pay attention when we're reading Scripture, we don't put ourselves in the moment. Uh, everything is changing here. If you think about the time period, they're right in between uh, where the Jesus had given His life and established uh, the New Covenant, and there's a crossover taking place, if you would, or overlap that's happening between the Old Covenant and New Covenant. Really, it don't even come complete until AD 70 when the temple gets destroyed and all that begins to take place. So there's a lot of, um, I guess, uh, I don't really want to use the word chaos, but there's a lot of uh, uncertainty that's in the people that are hearing uh, the message of Jesus Christ and this new covenant that's being established. And for some uh, that are on the Jewish side of this thing, something they've had for all these centuries now is being totally changed and a new way they're having to uh, embrace things. And of course, many of them are not, but they are some that, that turn to the Lord. And then others that did try to make make it to where we uh, made this Judaism 2.0 and uh, just really added something to it. But, you know, the message Paul's trying to bring to most of the churches that he wrote to is that he's having to battle these Judaizers trying to make it Jesus plus circumcision or other parts of the law or whatever they're trying to hold on to. And I just got to thinking about when he was addressing this Roman church, uh, what he thought 
was the main thing to share with uh, with these people in Rome. I, my mind went back to a few years back. I went into Thailand to preach. We went into the hill country uh, of the north there, and that's where these people there, if you've seen their pictures on television, they have all these different rings around their neck and have their necks stretched out real far. Anyway, uh, Buddhism is the main religion there. So I'm going in to preach Jesus and some of these tribes of people have never heard the gospel before. And I got to thinking about preparing for that trip. You know, what's the most important thing I need to share with these people? And uh, that got me thinking as I started looking at this uh, in Romans, the way Paul addressed it. And you know, the first thing he had to do that I see with him is he wanted them to understand uh, Jesus Christ and really giving them the story of everything that took place. I want to begin, I just want to read verse 1 through 6 as I go into this today and just to get you refreshed again in your thinking. But it says, Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, a special messenger, personally chosen representative, set apart for preaching the gospel of God, the good news of salvation, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the sacred, sacred scripture, the good news regarding his son, who as to the flesh, his human nature, was born a descendant of David to fulfill the covenant promises, and as to his divine nature, according to the spirit of holiness, was openly designated to be the son of God with power in a triumphant and miraculous way by his resurrection from the dead. And let me remind you, I am reading from the Amplified Bible, uh, Jesus Christ our Lord. It is through him that we receive grace and our apostleship to promote obedience to the faith and make disciples for his namesake among all the Gentiles. And you also are among those who are called of Jesus Christ to belong to him. So, you know, first of all, he he is really going back into history and the things that he's sharing. I got I got to thinking about even with this podcast. I was getting down on myself a little bit for reading so many scriptures, but you know, when it says it as well as it does in the Amplified Bible, I can say a lot of stuff to you, but I'm hoping that I'm speaking to people that are really wanting to grasp maybe a little more in-depth understanding in the Word of God. And to do that, you have to go back in Scripture. Paul, his reference, uh, speaking to David, uh, fulfilling the covenant promises, and we either speak to Abraham and the covenant promise that are being established. He's speaking to those things because you can't understand the new covenant and if you don't understand the promises made to Abraham and the seed that was going to come, or to David and his seed being on the throne forever. And Paul is doing the same thing that I'm doing with you. He's going back into the scriptures in Samuel and in Isaiah and different places. And he's telling this message in Genesis with Abraham, of course. But he is bringing that message to them so they can understand the good news of the Son. Because, because of his death, burial, and resurrection, we have opportunity to be in covenant with the creator of all that there is. And to me, that's excellent news, and that's something that I, I think about uh, sharing this today is just uh, when people understand this story and the heart of God to bring about His Son to really buy back, amen, the earth, and or buy back, I don't know if that's a good way to say that, but to redeem 
everybody back into right relationship with his father. That's been the heart of God from the very beginning. Uh, when he walked with Adam in the cool of the day, it had to it, it was there because God wanted relationship. And God wants relationship with us today and everything uh, that we're walking in. So uh, I think we've got to communicate this in a way that people can understand it and, and really not take for granted that everybody's heard this. I, I'm convinced most people hadn't heard the gospel because the gospel is good news. And most things people share about Jesus usually points to our shortcomings. And, you know, it's in threats that if you don't do this, you know, your hell's going to be your end game or whatever. And, you know, I don't believe Jesus wants us preaching a threatening gospel. I believe it needs to be good news that we give to people. But he said it's regarding his son, who as to the flesh, his human nature, was born a descendant of David to fulfill the covenant promise. So where is that promise in Scripture? Well, if you go back into Second Samuel, you'll find the story with David. And uh, if going back into the whole story, David was feeling guilty because he had a house of cedar and a beautiful place to live, but here God was still uh, in this tent. So David wanted to build God a house is what his whole desire was. And uh, Nathan the prophet David shared with him what he wanted to do, and Nathan spoke and said, Do all that's in your heart. But afterwards, he came back and he said that, You know what? I've never lived in houses, and this has not been anything for me or whatever. So, you know, don't worry about building me a house. I'm going to build you a house. And if you pick up in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12, it says this When the days be fulfilled that thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. And of course, this is speaking prophetically of Jesus coming. You know, uh, Kelly Varner used to say uh, that because of our uh, promises that we had in Abraham, that's our right to the land. And because of our promises we have in David, that's a right to the throne. And the Lord flows out of both of those places. The Lord is everywhere, but he's also in us now, functioning out of us for that to take place. Uh, in Isaiah 9, in verse 6 and 7, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called the Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, Now listen to this. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. And you know, you see this thread all throughout Scripture. Uh, If you go into Jeremiah 33, verse 15, he said, In those days and at that time, I will cause the branch of righteousness to grow up unto David, and he shall execute judgment and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah shall be saved, and Jerusalem shall dwell safely. And this is the name wherewith she shall be called the Lord our righteousness. For thus says the Lord, David shall never want a man to sit upon the throne of the house of Israel. I'm going to stop here for today, but we'll pick this back up in our next podcast. You have a great day.